I'm with you, and you'll be in a world of your imagination. Take a look, and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will define the name. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the pilot episode of our new podcast, Lakeside Players Presents The Roadie Roundtable. My name is Norgi. And I'm Alex. And this is our uh, very first episode. And before we get uh, too far into the episode, um, Alex, please introduce yourself and tell the people about yourself. Yeah, I am Alex Ebert. I have been with the Lakeside Players slash The Roadie for just a little over a year now. Um, Incidentally, that's how long I've been doing theater as well. Um, but we'll talk more about that soon. Um, how about you, Norgi? Tell us about you. Uh, my name's Norgi. Um, I've been involved with the Lakeside Players for shorter than you have. Um, I came on board, I think it was your first show, which was um, Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I was designing the sound for that show, and um, then we were in a show together, uh, the uh, Beauty and the Beast. And Norgie so, abused me the whole show. <laughs> yeah, he I was did. Gaston, and I was Maurice. So I was just the old man getting tossed around all over the place. Maurice with this really great quaff. What is that? What you call it? A qu- yeah, I look like those chickens with the <laughs> afro feathers. <laughs> yep. Um, geez, this will never air on television, but, um, no, Alex and I have been, um, gotten, have been getting more and more involved here. Um, maybe you more than me, um, a little bit just because, um, your, your skill set is such that you do lots of different things, um, other than just acting. And maybe you can tell the folks about that. Yeah. Um, so like Norgie alluded to, I got into um, the Lakeside Players a year ago with Wizard of Oz. It was my first ever show. My friend China asked me to come audition for it. She was assistant directing, and I gave every excuse in the book as to why I should not come audition. Oh, I don't have music. Oh, I don't know what to sing. I gotta oh. feed my hamster. Yeah. Um, I got to tr- take the trash out, you know, all that. <laughs> and finally she convinced me to come in and I sang a song from Hamilton and she gave, she gave like, no, she offered me the part of Cowardly Lion, which was a surprise to me with it being my first show and me never having done theater in my life. I was expecting ensemble, if anything. So to get that named character was bananas and then from that point on i was off and running and i have done oh seven shows in the last year it's a lot you've done a lot of shows yeah here of course yeah acting wise and then the shows that i was not involved in acting wise i was still doing the set painting for um i directed a show with my friend katie that happened over halloween season this year so i've just been trying to really stay busy it has really ignited a passion in me 
Like this feels like what I've been wanting to do for my entire life, but have been too scared to do. And it turns out I might be a little good at it. Yeah. And, and I will say, um, I've been doing theater for my entire adult life and I've been saying this pretty much since the outset of, of meeting you, Alex, which is, um, I would have never known that you had never done theater before Wizard of Oz um, had you not said anything because you're, you don't act like someone who hasn't, you don't act like a rookie or like a greenhorn or anything like that when it comes to um, theater. So it was pretty impressive that you had a lot of great theater discipline and a lot of what I would call theater chops for someone who's never done theater before. So, um, that's all me faking it. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. No idea what I'm doing up there half the time. I mean, none of us do, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, least of all me. But um, if you haven't seen Alex in a show, um, uh, shame on you. But also, maybe you've seen a show and Alex has been involved, but you didn't. he wasn't on stage. Maybe you saw a show that he... Um, painted the set for maybe you you know saw a show where um, he had something to do with something in the show so uh, that's how talented he is on in to, on top of um, being very good on stage he's very very good with set design and painting and all that kind of stuff and conceptualizing really um, cool artwork so we just did um, we just did uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas and Alex um, was the person who uh, painted the set and and really conceptualized a lot of the cool um, ideas that um, visually were uh, on stage, like the the Christmas tree lot and the daunting task of painting the um, brick fence or wall, as it were. Um, and it was really cool. You had this idea where um, everything that was painted on set, uh, Alex had the idea to... Uh, outlined it in black to make it look like it was more cartoony or more animated and it, it just it brought it to another level and um i i hope those of you who got to see it really appreciated it but certainly those of you who didn't get to see it it's it's a shame because it was a really cool set well thank you i really appreciate that it's very new to me still to be having my artwork and creativity like out there for people to see so like I can't express enough how it how much it means to have it being noticed and being given accolades and well when we did Beauty and the Beast the set was really cool I mean we weren't sure what the set was going to look like we obviously knew what the set design was going to be but one of the the centerpiece I would call of the entire set which was mostly the um uh inside of the castle and the 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 stained glass the stained glass rose on the wall which Alex freehanded didn't you you freehanded that mm -hmm. and it was just it really just again elevated the entire set to another level and it really just brought the entire thing together and it looked exactly like a big stained glass window and it was really cool we still have that don't we yeah it's right up there I'm looking at it oh yeah uh, well full disclosure we're recording this from the uh, Ed Skinner Theater um, at the Roadie right now. So, yeah, it's it's up in the, the balcony up there. Yeah. I don't see it because I'm blind and I don't have my glasses on and it's dark up there. But I'm glad that we saved it because it's just such a cool piece. Yeah. But that's enough about me. Tell us about your journey. <laughs> and <laughs> No, I mean, 
you know, um, I just, I've, I've always loved theater. Um, and again, I, I got involved in community theater almost straight out of high school and it's been sort of a necessary thing for me. And I don't know, maybe other people look at it this way too, but, um, I have, um, attention deficit. And so theater is one of those things that regardless of what I'm doing, whether it's on stage or designing sound or whatever the case may be, it sort of helps to focus things for me and helps me, um, center. And so, um, it's fun to be on stage or do something and, and sort of forget about the mundane stuff in your life for whatever period of time you're doing it. So, um, I've really always enjoyed theater and, um, my journey here to Lakeside Players um, has been really, really fun, and I think ours is kind. Of, ours have kind of run parallel because, I mean, obviously you were here for Wizard of Oz, and you were in that show, and then I sort of came aboard, and it's been fun to watch. It's one of the things that I love about theater is watching other people succeed and sort of find their potential. So it's been fun to see your journey and see you sort of realizing, wow, I didn't know I could do that, but I can do this and um, I'm really good at it. And it's not just me blowing smoke. Um, Alex is a very talented guy and um, there's a lot of great things on the horizon for him here and wherever else he decides to go theatrically. But um, I've, I, that's one of the things that I've enjoyed the most being here at Lakeside Players is just seeing other people sort of um, with raw talent or talent they didn't know they had, sort of discovered that they've got the talent, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that has been something which it sounds like from the others around that I have spoken to, that that's relatively new. Like, the talent pool seems to be, just have grown in the last year. Sure. Um, to the point now where they're considering shows that in the past we would never have considered just because our talent pool was so small and minuscule. So that's been very cool. And the one nice thing about the roadie is we kind of welcome all we, everybody come in, everybody come join us. It's a community theater. Yeah. And it's treated that way. And the people are treated that way. And everyone has, um, there's a place for everyone here. And to clarify, um, and certainly, I don't want to step on your toes or anything, but I don't want anyone to get upset about what you said, which was having a small talent pool. I don't necessarily know that it was, I don't think it's because we had a small talent pool. I just think that there's a lot of people who maybe didn't realize that their talents um, would be of use here or that they could shine here. And right, so right. There, some of the people who are part of that talent pool have been here for a long time and maybe just never realized their potential or were never asked or were never uh, given the opportunity. And now people are starting to blossom and people are starting to sort of realize that potential. And so um, in, in the spirit of community theater, there's not a single paid position in this entire organization. Right. And so everything that we do here, um, whether it's a, um, uh, a production or a play, a musical or some kind of event. A cleaning. Yeah. It's, it's everyone is giving their time generously. And, and maybe that's one of the things that is so cool is like you see Alex painting a set or you see this person building this set or you see this or you see that. And it's people who are doing it for free. Nobody's getting paid to do it. Yeah. And you just feel like 
you have a much bigger stake and you can be more proud of what it is that you're doing because it's not it's not paid it's just very um and that's with due respect to all community theaters not that that, that that's not the case for them too um that they're not proud of the work that they do but um i know that in my experience this is the only community theater that I'm aware of in the area where there's not a single paid position. And so there's, there's a lot more pride I feel like in the things that we do here. That's been my favorite part so far is because it's not a paid thing. I don't feel like it's a job. It's something that sure. Like when I offer to paint a set, I just feel like I have the creative freedom to do whatever. I mean, obviously I run my ideas past whomever the director is, but it's not one of those things where it's like I'm held to this gold standard. Um, I guess it goes back to my life motto, make everybody lower their standards and then it's super easy to surprise them. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think also part of it is if it, if it's not work, if you, if you're not, saying before you come to the theater oh i gotta go here and i gotta do this then it's not really work is it you really just want to do it and it's just i mean there are days like that well sure i mean when you've done you know when i know i have to stamp 250 bricks onto a wall exactly (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) it was my own choice we could have just done a concrete wall (laughs) but you know for example when i did charlie brown I told Alex, you know, this is what this is what I'm looking for. And it was just very simple. And I said, I I trust your judgment. I trust your creativity. And Alex was very much, um, you know, running ideas by me. And I, again, was like, you know, yeah, that looks that sounds great. That that looks great. And I let him just go do his thing. But it was just, again, really cool because I'm I'm giving him the keys to the car and saying here drive this and um i'm sure wherever you go is going to be great and it was better than i imagined it was going to be and in turn it's cool for me to discover the others around this theater who are not only actors and singers but now i'm finding out oh this person can really paint too sure Um, our friend emma helped me paint the tree lot and her trees were some of the best trees up there um Another one of our members does the sandwich board that we put out front of the theater Mm -hmm. for some of the shows, and her artwork is incredible. So it's very cool that this theater, yes, of course, we foster um, actors and performers, but it's also the background stuff is very, very cool. Um, One of our members, Monica, she has dedicated so many hours Mm -hmm. to just cleaning and organizing and doing all that and i can't tell you how nice it is to go up to our costume room and it doesn't look like it exploded Mm -hmm. it and that's that's just the membership around here coming in and seeing a need and filling a need if anybody has seen robots you know what i'm talking about well and also and again this is no all due respect to to other members of this theater who who go above and beyond but you know you you bring up monica and she i feel like she's part of the glue that really holds a lot mm-hmm. of this place together and you know she doesn't get asked to do it it's not it's not something where she's she feels obligated or that someone has to drag her in here to do it she shows up with a big smile on her face and even if mm-hmm. there's a daunting task in front of her she's doing it and um she's 
she's a, a it's a great leader um, because sometimes when you feel like oh I don't know if I can do this or I don't have the the wherewithal or I don't have the uh, the motivation you look at Monica who is just um, rolling up her sleeves and getting it done and you're like okay that's all I needed to see yep and that's um that's the kind of examples of of selflessness that you see in this theater are people who aren't looking for adulation or recognition or a pat on the back or anything like that they're just doing the work yeah and i think all of that is for us to say that when you come into this theater whether you have been here for 15 years or 15 minutes you're welcomed in with open arms and there's always something that you can do here always something we would love to get you involved with, um, be it a show or an event or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Basically, we welcome the weird. We welcome the outcast. We welcome everyone into our doors. Just all like That's a very good point because um, one of the things I always say is that um, whether it's this theater or other theaters, theater is the one place that you don't have to act. Um, you can come in here and be yourself. And I feel like this theater is a great example of sort of that um, that idea. And, you know, if it's not enough proof, we have people here who are weirdos like you and me. Um, you know, and we both have daytime jobs, of course. But, you know, I, I admittedly don't fit in well with a lot of people. And I, I never feel like an outcast here. But then, you know, you look around and you have people who are... Um, in real estate, you have people who are in finances, you have people who are in, you know, in uh, HR, right, HR and freight and, and all this accounting and all this other stuff that on the surface, you're like, wow, you wouldn't expect that an accountant or uh, someone who sells commercial real estate or an HR person would be in here, but then they come in here. And it's like, this is where they get to really flex their muscle or they get to be themselves because you have to be so buttoned up in your daytime yeah. work that, um, you know, it's, it's so constricting, but then they come here and they have the freedom to sort of express themselves. And to Alex's point before, which is everyone's welcome here. There's always something for someone to do here. And if you think that there's not, um, it's not just about being on stage or, um, or, something like that you know we have sets that could get painted and built we've got concessions here we've got um um you know people we need seamstresses we need people just people in general who are creative and like being um around other people and just want to express that creativity so no matter who you are or where you're from we're always looking for those kinds of people and if that's you and i hope that it is um please come join us walk through the front doors and say hello. We'll give you a tour. Um, you can visit us on um, our website, which is roadiecenter.org. That's R-H-O-D-E center.org. Um, Alex is in charge of our social media here, and it's just sort of um, gone into outer space as far as just how much we've expanded it and stuff like that. So um, Alex can tell you about um, our social media platforms and, and the things that we do on there. Yeah, so we have a Facebook page, The Lakeside Players. If you search that, we'll probably be the first one that pops up. Um, it used to be a profile picture of our actual, actual building, but now we have started updating it with our upcoming show titles. Um, we also have a TikTok, which is Roadie Center for the Arts. And um, 
I update that every once in a while with some fun little videos, depending on whatever's going on at that time. Um, so yeah, we would love to have you guys join us on our social medias. We post about all sorts of events that we are part of, partnerships that we are working with, um, upcoming shows, ways to get involved here. All that gets posted. Yeah, and just in general, um, just communicating with the people who follow us. I mean, it's not, obviously, the heart of what we do here is um, performance-based and, and art-based and all that kind of stuff, but you know, there's outreach here and um, we're trying to expand sort of the the offerings as far as like um, there's a rich history of this theater and the shows that have been done here and the membership and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, telling people about that and showing that and just, um, just trying to, again, foster that sort of idea that um, everyone is welcome here and there's something for everyone, but there's a lot of great history here and also... Um, as Alex was saying, just a lot of great upcoming events. Um, at the end of um, January, we've got the K-Town Burlesque, which is um, January 19th through the 27th. That runs two weekends. That is not a Lakeside Players function. However, we do have um, outside purveyors that come in here and will often rent the space. So um, the K-Town Burlesque has been happening here for years, and it's a big mm -hmm. thing. And um, they come in here, and they do great stuff, and they're very entertaining. And you can still get tickets for that on our website as well, which is roadiecenter.org. Um, we have um, craft fairs that come in here. We've got, um, I'm trying to think, because I, uh, uh, farmer's markets, um, craft, uh, not necessarily a, a farmer's market, but... Um, the spirit market? Yes, yeah, spirit market. Thank you. I sounded like an idiot, but thank you for yeah. cleaning that up, Alex. But yeah, we just have lots of different... Um, uh, things that happen here and you know the the lakeside players have been in this building for 50 years at least yeah i mean this is our 50th season yeah and you know we sort of forget that 50 years i mean that's huge mm -hmm. to be around for anything let alone a community theater a non-profit place so um there's something here for everyone and again if you want to be involved come on in we'd love to have you that's kind of what happened with uh um, Alex and myself, um, you know, uh, China Chung, shout out China Chung, encouraged uh, Alex to come audition for a show. And now we got him here. Like, you know, he's addicted. Yeah. It, that's the thing. That's the thing with theater. It's like, it it's, feels like home. Yeah. And that's, that's about as big a compliment about this place as you can say is it feels like home. And maybe that's why we like the roadie and, and likes Lakeside player so much is we feel like we're home. We feel like we belong here. We feel like this is the family that we um, yearn for. Not that our families aren't great. I'm sure your family's great, Alex. My, mine, mine is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, this is this is just a great place to be and get involved and um, again flex that uh, creative muscle so it's also interesting um, just to take it back a little bit to sure. what you were saying about how we have people in real estate and financiers and you know people from all walks of life it's so interesting to see how their real life experiences then translate into making this place better hmm. um, that was one thing that was very unexpected for me as well coming from a corporate background 
Like I didn't realize how much of that experience would come into play here. Yeah. Um, just in basic interactions with people, like understanding how to handle the business aspect, because it is a business at the end of the day, sure. a nonprofit one, but a business at the end of the day. So it's interesting to see how that experience, on top of my just love for painting and love for acting and singing and all that, how it has all come together. Yeah, and, you know, it's the thing about this community theater is that everyone here, they're members of this community, whether they're here in Kenosha or in the surrounding areas um, where most people are from. It They care about this place because of what this place means to the community. I mean, this is one of the anchors of the downtown Kenosha area. The building itself is almost 100 years old. Yeah, and, I mean, has it been designated a um historical landmark uh we are working on it i see okay and 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 there you go i mean again does is this building 100 years old absolutely and some days you come in here and you think yeah this is a 100 year old building and it's got 100 year old i mean but even as a person the older you get sometimes the the cracks show and the bones start crunching and cracking and that makes sense but i mean walk into the lobby of this place and see just the beauty of the high ceilings and the 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 floors and the stages and there's a lot of history here and um it's it's just great to be part of it just feels um just feels so important and so right yeah in future episodes of this podcast i would really like to try to sit with some of our older members who have been here for a longer time and actually get some in-depth history about the building um, so stay tuned for that in a future episode. Yeah, and while we're on the subject, and that's a great segue, um, let's talk about a little about uh, let's talk a little bit about what this podcast will be about because um, you know Alex and I have become good friends, and I we talked about a podcast for um, for this place and what it might look like, and then I sort of approached Alex and I said, you know who would be a really good co-host for this podcast you would um because alex and i just have a very good rapport and yeah um i think the fact that he's got um you know he's sort of on the the front end of his theater journey and i'm you know much deeper into mine and i think that's a very cool sort of way to look at it because you've got the fresh eyes and i've got the the blind eyes or whatever you want to call it jaded yes um that's that's fair um and so in talking about this podcast, and Alex just sort of alluded to it, one of the things we want to talk about is having people on here that are that have been involved here for a long time. that Or a short time. Sure. Um, people who, um, you know, directors that come in here and direct shows and cast members and, and that kind of thing. Just getting people here and having great conversations about theater and their experiences and just life in general. Yeah, um, we definitely want to use it to promote upcoming shows. Um, this actually kind of stemmed from um, another project Norgi has where he's kind of doing a similar thing. We just thought neither of us know of another theater in the area that has a theater-specific podcast. Right. So why don't we fill the niche and make a podcast that we can use to promote? Yeah, and we're 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 essentially getting into a uh an arena that doesn't exist and again this isn't a knock on other theaters i just we 
we haven't been able to find any theaters in the area who have a podcast. And we thought this would be a great new way to sort of connect with people that isn't, you know, a picture on social media or a an email blast or something like that. You get to, you know, in a sense, put a name with the face um, or or we can dive into things in a little bit more depth than just, you know, a blurb in a, in a, um, in a playbill or something like that. So, um, the, the plan for this podcast will be just to, um, do just that, which is to expand upon the things that we get to talk about on social media and in emails, but to give you an in-depth look, maybe pull the curtain back a little bit and show you how things are done. And as of right now, it's a stereo podcast that could change or it could be a hybrid where we have um, a video podcast as well to show you some things, some behind the scene things to, again, put names with faces. But we're really excited about what this podcast is going to do. Yeah, and we hope that if nothing else, this podcast gets you excited and entices you to want to come join us. And... We're going to make this podcast available on lots of different um, platforms. It'll be available on Apple. It'll be available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google. Um, uh, it'll be available on the uh, roadiecenter.org website. It'll be available on Facebook, um, hopefully YouTube someday. But we want to make this as accessible to the public as we possibly can so that however you might listen to podcasts or if you're new to podcasts, um, it's easy for you to listen and get involved and to get your information and to get your fix on the uh, Roadie Roundtable. Yeah. And why don't we start by telling them about our upcoming shows this season? Because we're smack dab in the middle of our 50th season. Yeah. I almost said fifth. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable, 50 seasons or 50 years, and I, ca I can't even, I mean, neither of us were born when this theater started, no. and um, good grief. So we, we told you about the K-Town Burlesque, which is, um, again, it's an outside group that comes in here. It's the last two weekends of January. Um, they've been doing this for years. It's a lot of fun. It's great entertainment. Uh, that's January 19th through the 27th. And then the next... Um, Lakeside Players production is going to be Avenue Q, which Alex well, and I are both in. Alex, tell the people about your role in the show. Yeah, so I am playing Princeton. Princeton is the new guy on Avenue Q. For those who maybe are not aware of what Avenue Q is, it's essentially a grown-up rated R parody of Sesame Street. I would go a little bit further and say it's probably rated higher than that because um, it's very very risque it's it's almost like sesame street meets south park there's a lot of adult yeah. humor and content and because of that alex can tell you no children will be admitted to our shows none none um so yes i'm playing princeton who is the new guy on avenue q and he is just a bright-eyed bushy-tailed young man who's fresh out of college with a useless degree who's trying to find his purpose in life. Similar to my own theater journey so far. But very optimistic, right? Yes, very optimistic. He falls in with some bad crowds, um, does make some poor choices, but... As it's, do we all. Yeah. And then, Norgi, you're also in it, so tell us who you are. Um, <laughs> I am playing a character... Um, 
called Trekkie Monster, which is sort of the Cookie Monster parody in the show. And um, Trekkie Monster is a very um, misanthropic, doesn't like people, um, loner kind of crotchety guy and um, or uh, puppet or monster, whatever you want to call him, who has a an obsession with something that um, we won't talk about here on the podcast. You'll have to come see the show. Um, but um, it's it, it's such a funny, fun musical. Ridiculous. It really is. And Alex is in so many great numbers in this show, which um, one thing we're excited about is it's being done with a live orchestra or band. Yeah. Um, and we're super excited about that. But I remember, and if you, if any of you follow us on, on Facebook, Alex posted a video on the Lakeside Players uh, TikTok and Facebook of um, just a snippet of of one of the uh, vocal rehearsals where we're singing the um, theme song, the theme song to the show, and I think that was the first time we'd all sang it together. Mm-hmm. And man, does it sound fantastic! It sounds like the recording. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, um, but man, are we excited? And again, um, as a lot of people might see the advertisement and see that there's puppets in the show and that's great people love puppets but please do not misunderstand and we're saying this again and maybe ad nauseum so people out there know this is not a show for children and as much as we'd like this to be a family show we do do family shows here but this is not a show for children and you should not bring your children to the show even though that there's puppets and kids like puppets the content of the show is completely adult Mm-hmm. Um, geared towards adults so please do not bring your kids to the show because you will not be admitted into the show it's just it's an adult puppet musical yep and that'll be going from february 16th through march 2nd um, you will probably be seeing a lot of advertisements on our social medias for it in the upcoming weeks um, i'm going to try to be very very clear and make those cautions and warnings very clear so yeah. that nobody is confused. Um, and it might be worth mentioning, too, that um, this show has uh, two casts. It's, it was a, mm-hmm. a double cast show. And so um, some of your friends or loved ones might be in the show, but they won't necessarily be performing in every single um, uh, show, which is okay. But um, February 16th through March 2nd is when the show's running and tickets can be purchased at roadiecenter.org. And after that, we have a play called The 39 Steps, which is directed by Steve Matner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a um, it's a murder mystery um, based on an Alfred Hitchcock um, movie. And I don't even want to say what it's about because I don't want to give away too much. But um, it's a really great um, if you've never seen the movie, go see the movie. Um, I'm sure it's streaming on YouTube or whatever, but. Um, It's going to be here in the Skinner Theater um, running March 15th through March 24th. So it runs two weekends, but um, Murder Mystery. um, And I was talking to Steve, and he has some very interesting ideas for mm -hmm. it, Mm staging-wise. So I think it's going to be a very cool show. I love Murder Mysteries. Yeah. And then we're closing off the season with uh, Susicle, which is being directed by um, 
Katie Gordon and you as well, right? I am not directing it. Oh. I am going to audition for it. Ah, okay. Yeah. It should really be called Horton Here's a Whosical. <laughs> yeah, that, I guess suppose that's true. There's a lot of talk about people who want to um, play that role, but um, that is our... Um, that is our finale for the 50th season, and that runs April 26th through May 5th. And and that um, one is family-friendly. Yes, that is everything you love about Dr. Seuss um, in musical format, and it's, um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see what uh, Katie does with the show, mm-hmm. and the kids will love it, families will love it, and hopefully you come out and see it again. Um, tickets are available on the uh, website, roadiecenter.org. They're available for all of these shows as well. Yes. Um, and on that note, I think I think that's all we have yeah. um, for this episode. So stay tuned for further episodes. We're not sure just yet what our cadence is going to be. We're just kind of... Fe- we're going to kind of feel that out mm-hmm. as this goes along. We will likely try to do episodes... As often as possible. Yeah. Um, before we sort of commit to um, a level of how often we put out episodes, um, we got to get some logistics figured out. But also, I know that I've reached out to um, Jenny Hoffman and, and um, uh, Joe... Uh, Cardamone. Card- Cardamone, I'm sorry. Jenny Hoffman, who's directing Avenue Q, and Joe Cardamone, who's also music directing and is in the orchestra for Avenue Q and they've both agreed to come on to the podcast to talk about the show so we're excited to have them on um down the road here as we'll start getting cast members and stuff like that down the roadie (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) uh but anyway yeah we're gonna try to put these out just as often as we can and certainly um as we're um getting geared up here we'll probably establish an email address where people can can write in and um can send suggestions or maybe things that they'd like to uh have us talk about on the show or if they have questions or concerns they can certainly reach out to us but otherwise we're just really excited to start this podcast and i'm excited to um do this with alex and hopefully this will be something that everyone out there will really enjoy yeah i'm very excited as well i can't wait to talk to you guys soon well, from all of us here at uh, Lakeside Players and Roadie Theater, thanks for tuning in to the very first episode of the Roadie Roundtable. Um, we hope that you have had a great Christmas and holiday season. And if we don't uh, talk to you before then, have a happy and safe New Year. Happy New Year. Goodbye. There's nothing to it.